Hey, you know what it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's the motherfucking Mondo Cool Podcast. Mondo, Mondo, Mondo. Kool-Aid is the best drink on the market. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) It really is, ladies and gentlemen. Drink more Kool-Aid. That's a a crazy statement. Hey, I'm coming out making bold statements. We got a wild episode of the Mondo Cool Podcast today. Lots to discuss. Mainly like three major stories and some music and yeah, album yeah. reviews. Yeah, there's been a lot of drama this week. <laughs> a lot of drama. Yeah, a lot of drama. Yeah, drama. And real, bad news. Real drop. Bad. Bad news <laughs> over. Yeah, mostly bad yeah. news. Yep. So uh, we got talk, stuff to talk about, and let's get right the fuck into it. Starting things off with the hot or not tracks of the week. Now, obviously, unless you've been under a rock, you've probably heard about this Drake Pusha T beef. So let's kind of start things off with all the diss tracks that have come out. Uh, basically, the timeline is that uh, Pusha T on his latest album that we are about, to, what we're going to review later in the show, um, had the final track called Infrared, in which it he kind of brought up, you know, some old stuff, right? Drake had a ghostwriter for a particular song uh, named Quentin Miller. Uh, he helped him write a hook or something, and. Pusha T basically re-sparked that frame that, of course, started the Drake Meek Mill beef, mm-hmm. what, two years ago now? Yeah. Um, and so he had that, and Drake responded immediately. Uh, Within with, hours, like with, seven, six, seven hours. With se- six, seven hours, responded with uh, the Duppy freestyle. So let's get a little sample of that. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, Drake's pretty immediate response. Um, basically, I mean, to... Drake's credit, right, his context is he was just in Wyoming with presumably Pusha T and, of course, Kanye, helping Kanye out with his uh, new project that's going to drop in mere hours. Um, And he comes back and hears this new Pusha T song and he's dissing him and he's like, whoa, like, I thought we were good. We've moved on, you know, buried things under the hatch. But uh, apparently not. And so he comes out with these bars that are, uh, I mean, the gist to break down what he says is... Uh, you say buried under the hatch? Yeah. That's not how you say it. Buried the hatchet. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the proper expression. I was just like, what? What? <laughs> Why is the hatch there? <laughs> we buried the hatchet. Um, but no, he uh, basically the crux of what he says in this diss track is... He makes fun of Kanye in his recent debates and also having, you know, financial problems in the past. Um, he talks about Pusha T only talk, rapping about drugs and claims that he's not even really the one who sold drugs. It was probably his brother. Um, what else? I mean, says, brings up his fiance. Top five of Virginia Williams. Yeah. Fiance, yeah. He says, like, you're not even the top five as far as, you know, good music talent, which, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of good people on good music. But, um, yeah, I mean, he basically comes out swinging, and everyone was like, wow. Drake has, like, Big Sean on top of him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's like, there's Travis Scott. There's, uh, what? Travis Scott, Big Sean. Uh. Kiki? No. No. Well, I guess Kid Cudi. Oh, yeah. Um. There's, like, some other people. I mean, Pusha T, and then, Damn. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't. I'm not Casey too Hill. I'm uh, not too familiar with uh, the lineup. No. But yeah, I mean, it was pretty. I don't know. Everyone was like, "Wow, yeah!" Like he brought up a lot of good points. Came at him. Pretty good diss track. Very solid. Diss yeah. Track. Can't can't go wrong there. 
It wasn't like a like a pop single though, like the Meek Mill one. Yeah, Meek it was no back to back. Because back to back is like <laughs> a took, club banger. Yeah, it became a a fucking a whole a huge thing. hit. Yeah, a hit single on the Billboard charts. Yeah. I don't know if this will happen with this, but Charged yeah. Up wasn't, but back to back was. Yeah. So he, he hit him with some pretty solid things, and um, from there, kind of moved right along. Oh, John to Legend, dropping Common. his single. Oh, John Legend, Common. Well, these are albums they've dropped. I don't know if the artists are signed. Give me a minute. Saeed oh, the, Prince, the Prince, Tiana Taylor, Designer, mm. Kid Sea Ghosts, Kanye West and Kid Cudi, Travis Scott. Uh, and then there's just people who've been on the label gotcha. and then left. Like John Legend left two years ago. Sounds alright. Kid Cudi left five years ago. Most Def left two years ago. Yeah. Common left eight years ago. <coughs> GLC left eight years ago. Damn. That's like even before it was called good music, man. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Drake had that to say and then proceeded to back it up with a new single, which we can briefly look at. Uh, it's not good. Damn. He says, I'm upset a couple times. And, I'm uh, upset. Uh, uh, we'll give you a little bit. You got, you got to know. I'm upset. 50,000 on my head is disrespect. That's it. <laughs> We're done with this song. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of Drake's worst recent singles. Is this a single? Yeah. Can we a video for this? Probably. Just like the quality compared to the last two songs. Last two songs are like really catchy and fun and just like, this is just bad. I mean, maybe he this got distracted by the beef. He was just like... Yeah. Well, I mean, beforehand, he hit, the beef made him stronger. Yeah. It was like really rough it's just not his best album it's not his best single at all it's very generic and i feel like it's a i don't even know what happened like production's really simple but i'm pretty sure it's the guy who um does like matt ox's beats oh so i'm really surprised that it's like so generic and weird (laughs) but um because he does what's that noise that's fucking fan oh um because it's working on i'm working on dying who i am 90% 90% sure worked with Maddox and obviously like overwhelming and some of those tracks have like really interesting and catchy beats this song not so much no it's bad <laughs> it's not not so, good this song is bad so Drake releases a pretty lukewarm single and then Pusha T comes back with his response like four or five days later yeah four or five days later people but comes back with the story of uh, added on which, um, it's about to be a you see the cover here is Drake in blackface, <laughs> uh, with like a Jim Crow shirt, I think. Is, oh yeah, I didn't even yeah. see that. So, um, chop the tops off the coops. And then using the story of OJ, uh, beat. The spider joint. Alright, so... The levels of mean and <laughs> like specific and the layers of like insults in this track are like astounding to me. <laughs> it's just like there's so I think when you first played it to me, I didn't like I was like, Whoa, I was so mean. But then I like look back and I start realizing everything, I was like, Whoa, that's meaner than I thought. It's really mean. Whoa, like, yeah. He came out swinging with this response. I mean So push it to first of all, just your first impression you see Drake in blackface. 
Real bad look for Drake. <laughs> not a bad look. Even after the explanation, it's like, it's, all right, cool, fine. It's not even a great explanation. But it's just like, Especially right. considering Drake being pretty lukewarm about anything like racial or pop political exactly. music. And then like, there's a photo of him in blackface. <laughs> and then also the fact that Pusha T and Infrared brought up the fact of like dancing for white people, mm-hmm. like a minstrel, and the fact that this photo <laughs> exists. And then on top of that, on this beat, and using, like, the story of OJ Beat, which is contextually, like, putting him in that same category. It's, like, it's too so, calculated. It's just, like, perfect. so calculated into, like, saying, like, Drake is just, like, performatively black. Right. And, and it's pretty scathing and damaging. And, I mean, that's just, like, the tip of the iceberg. And say that he doesn't grow his hair out because he... Because <laughs> it won't nap enough? Yeah. Ooh. And just, like, saying stuff like that, questioning, like, you know, his, like, racial identity and stuff. Like, that's just, like, the low stuff. We're not even talking about the big stuff. <laughs> we haven't even gotten Which is just, like, stuff. the level of research is insane. The fact that he, revealing that he has a child with an ex-porn star, Sophia Brazil or something. And that, like, yeah, and that he is not taking care of him like his father left him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how he phrases it, basically. And it's, like, really rough. And Tons then there's, the, yeah. there's all kinds of, like, more shit with that, where they're saying that, like, apparently he was gonna, like, Drake's new Adidas line was gonna yeah, be named after added his son. Yeah, was gonna be and, added on. Yeah, and, like, yeah, because he was gonna be revealed. The reveal was gonna be in the in, album. So that he, like, stole that for him. And now if you search, <laughs> if, you, if you search the name, it's just gonna be Drake in blackface. <laughs> so he, like, prefer, like, totally ruined this, like, potential press run that would have happened and just dismantled that and then i mean what else is there i mean he talks about J- drake's dad <laughs> calls him like yeah he, he tells him like a dead he calls him his dad a deadbeat and talks about him breaking up with his you know and then mom. also using his dad like bringing him places to show mom yeah stuff exactly later. like yeah it's, so he, it's he comes so... at his dad comes at his producer <laughs> Who has multiple sclerosis says he might die. Like he's just—it was heavy hitting. Like Drake made some, you know, pretty like standard, you know, disses you can against Pusha T. All he does is rap about drugs, and he's old. And then <laughs> Pusha T comes back and was like, "You have a child you don't care for. Your daddy's a bitch. Um, your producer's dying. Like just oh, like yeah. ham on six, him. Six, six, six. <laughs> and just six, such six, a it's like MS obviously isn't funny, but the way that he does it is kind of funny. <laughs> it is. It's, it's so clever. it's it's so clever, but like yeah, obviously like much like ha- MS is a really serious disease that he can't do anything about. It's right. just having bad genetics, right? <laughs> like which is it is really it's also World of Mess Day the day this track came out, <laughs> which was so sad. Which was brought up to push a T, and he was just like, "Whoa, really? That's like, ironic." Huh. <laughs> oh well, he probably knew. He's so calculated. He probably knew. He just yeah. Give so a fuck. I think the fact that some people in the comments right now are bringing up AK Katie. Uh, <laughs> brought up the fact that it's planned out and I think it definitely he, he threw those shots and it is an album because he think I think he knew that if Drake would say something that he could just go out he was just gonna be like Ready. yeah I think he knew it like he because he what he shot out wasn't like that bad in his in his no, song. It was pretty, and like Pusha T admitted it. He was like, Yeah, like what I said in like the infrared song is like pretty tame and you know, I've kind of just been saying it for a while because I mean to like briefly for the rap historians detail this beef this beef um this beef traces back all the way to like the clips years with it where there was a beef between lil wayne and clips where just lil wayne had said some like off the cuff things about like don't compare me to them like i'm better um and shit like that 
And so going forward, Pusha T just kind of dis- has been dissing Lil Wayne ever since. More so, he's put, he just put it as like just a competitive spirit and, you know, whatnot. And also, ooh, hey, thank you for the subscription, Katie. Much appreciated. Um, yeah, and he just like fucking had a competitive spirit and just kind of lumped Drake into this beef via, you know, association. And it's just grown into the point where Drake has now felt the need to respond and Pusha T was right. He was ready. No, I definitely think he was ready for it. And a pet word on the street is that he found this out through ASAP Rocky, which is really interesting. Really interesting. So that's ASAP Rocky taking a side in this beef really quick. Yeah. Because ASAP Rocky apparently has also had relations with this woman. And um, apparently it wasn't known whose kid it was, I think. Oh, damn. Yeah, because he's going to like... he's. Apparently, like more of the thing is that he has been like supporting her financially, but he's like as soon as he found out because apparently, yeah, apparently he wasn't. No, it was confirmed. I think it was confirmed. At least from I mean, this is all hearsay at this point because no one's done like this necessary amount of research. But what I read was that it was confirmed initially. He thought it was somebody else's kid, but over time, somebody like confirmed it to him that he was his kid, and he started actually like, you know, taking yeah, taking (laughs) care and paying for him, Mm -hmm. which is like cool. I mean, like. The fact that he didn't like the fact that he was holding it on and was gonna release it with Adidas and stuff, you know, is fucking is like Achilles' heel. It was yeah. his downfall. A big downfall. I mean, that's kind of what you get too for like using like a reveal of you having a son is like kind of yeah, a marketing it's a fucking ploy. idiot. It's like, like wow, a little weird. Like <laughs> I don't know why you would yeah even do out that of wedlock with a, a lady who's currently like married. Yeah, and all, like also like oh man, yeah, she's she's still married to somebody else apparently. Oh really? She to get a green card. Damn, there's a, so, so much to deal with. So it's just like. Oh, the Border Patrol stuff. Damn. Yeah. So it's, it's like a rough... Um, yeah. It's so a, wild. It's a, yeah. It's just like... So we'll see. We'll it, see if Drake responds to this. Because I think Drake, he's used it's to... It's pretty savage. This is a level of savagery I don't think Drake has experienced. Because with Meek Mill, like he was able to really get the upper hand. And Meek Mill didn't well, no, have it, much of a response. I think, I think what... The thing that Pusha T went on that was like the important thing was... He was critiquing not Drake's past, but Drake's character. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, something that's more important to Drake than right. his past. Like, his past, everyone's brought up. It doesn't matter. Right. But, like, finding, yeah, finding out facts that Drake's a bad person <laughs> or a bad dad, that really actually does hurt Drake. Right. As opposed to just saying you're on Degrassi and you're not hard or whatever. People don't care about no that. No one cares about people that. Care, We've moved past yeah, that people care, people, Yeah, people care if Drake has a kid and doesn't fucking care about yeah. him. <laughs> That's something people actually care about and people are going to be like, wow, Drake sucks. And he has this good guy image and the fact that Pusha T found, like, that's that's how you beat Drake. He beat Drake. He was, beat Drake. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I, there's no doubt about it. Like, like right now, he is winning, and I don't think there's a way right now that Drake can possibly overturn that. I mean, there's been some tweets and rumors that Drake has something on the f- forefront, but man, he has got his work cut out for him after this track. <laughs> Someone in the comments asked uh, who's Pusha T. Pusha T is uh, uh, like early 2000s, like he got really big and part of this group called Clips with Pharrell and his bro- cousin or brother? Brother. Brother, No Malice. And they had a bunch of like little minor hit singles like Mr. Me Too and whatnot. And then. Grinding. Grinding. Oh, that was Grinding was huge, yeah. Um, wait, what was, it? what was the other one? Wait, Don't Stop or whatever. Ah, oh, forget. Um, wait, Wahoo. Either way, Wahoo, and then he went after solo career and that to varying success, and he became friends with Kanye West, 
they had a couple singles together. And now he's president of Good Music, which is Kanye's label, and he manages all of his artists. Yeah. And yeah, and but he's like an underground legend for so. sure, one hundred percent. And um, keep yeah. that in mind. I guess we don't have to repeat anything for when we talk about his album. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got, we got the intro. We yeah, just same. lead right in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Those are the. That's pretty much the facts so far as we know it. Oh, he we'll sold see. a lot of drugs too. Yeah, he sold a lot of drugs. Uh, he made, he in Virginia. Let you know that. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see what happens next. Who knows what Drake? The time talk. The time is ticking tick, for Drake. Tick, tick. So we'll see. Oh, surgical. Do you hear the thing? I, I like this rumor because it would be hilarious if it's true. The surgical summer is saying surgical specifically was because uh, there's a rumor that Drake got uh a surgery to get a six pack no way <laughs> which is so funny no fucking and if that's way. true and he was like hinting at it by saying surgical summer that's even crazier that's like, so nuts because he's saying that he's like got more already yeah and, and he also it, but he also like surgical summer like the the, the wording is weird like right. why why sir like i get i guess it's like being specific and being able to like break something down right. i guess the surgical but it's also like it seems like there might be like something else. Yeah. So well, I hope Drake responds just so we can get more info. I want, I'm on the six pack. <laughs> I want more the, dirt. The six pack transplant. Holy hell! That'd be hilarious. It'd be the funniest thing if Drake it gets revealed that Drake got a transplant six pack. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do that. Well, Kanye did get lipo. That's true. So anything is possible. Yeah, you're right. What we're getting at mm-hmm. here. But anyways, because Kanye was getting too chubby, <laughs> <laughs> he was worried about what TMZ would say. Um, well, let's get on to the rest of uh, the hot or not tracks. Moving away from the beef, so we got YG Big Bang here. We got uh, YG coming out with a feet. bit of a posse cut. Yeah, here. yeah, we got yeah. Two chains, Big Sean, Nicki Minaj, and uh, what's his face on the beat? Uh, DJ Mustard, I think. Is it DJ Mustard? Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, DJ going. Mustard beat. Alright, let's stop it before Big Sean comes in. Yeah, alright. Although, honestly, if we want to get into this track, who hit us with the dang follow? What's up? What's up? My Dixie wrecked? Wow, got me. 911. What's up, bro? Hey. Um, now you know my Dixie wrecked. Everyone knows. Yeah. Caught me. Um, but yeah, actually, I didn't mind Big Sean's verse on this song. That yeah, I it was okay. It was like not embarrassing. Like, it didn't um, ruin the song or anything. So, shout-outs to Big Sean. But shout-outs to the song. Honestly, really good. Super catchy. Really fun. Nicki Minaj might be the weakest one on it. Yeah. She's like, all right. Yeah, she's okay. She's like... I, I wasn't too big of a fan of um, YG on this beat. Yeah. I think he sound. I think he's fine. Rap. It just sounds... I feel like 2 Chains was definitely like the one I was like... It clicked where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This sounds fine because it's like too, almost too goofy for YG for me. Like, <laughs> it just sounds so good. Well, I, I got like the idea because like it is kind of like a weirder version of like a mm-hmm. G Funk song. So I, like I like I got the style of it, but I was like, this is weird, and I don't know how like YG Mister Serious is gonna rap over it. But he was like, okay, he's like he comes off a little corny, or, but like it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I don't know. It's overall like a pretty catchy track for me. I'm like I'm so far. He, what was the other song he dropped that we really liked? Because this is like the, the second song. The woo woo stuff. Yeah yeah. Woo, woo, what was it? Woo. It's like there's like a woo or something. Oh man. Okay, the woo. Can it's I like something sneak, like that. Look it up real quick. Why? Um. So while that, why is Pusha T beefing on Drake? Right? Yeah, it's Woo. Woo. Yeah. Yep, yeah, it's Woo. So, so far, the two singles he's put out, I really liked. So, I'm hoping maybe I'm actually going to like this next project yeah, that he puts out. Yeah, I think out. maybe if I listen to his conscious, the album might like it a little more. But it's like almost, 
I feel like his part, it's like the beat. I just want two chains, and I think that was like the part I liked. Yeah, because he just two chains is perfect on this. He like, this kills is it. It's another great verse. Yeah, he's it's another on great. Fire. He's on fire. He's super funny and great. And and, and YG is funny too. But I, I guess it's because my expectations of YG just are not in this realm. So I guess it kind of threw me off. So I don't know exactly how I feel about this track as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like that weird like minor feature by that one female rapper for like a second during Big Sean's verse, and it's really weird. It starts off as like like she says something and I was like who's that and I looked <laughs> then it up just yeah and I was like oh okay and then I looked her up and she has some songs and they're okay down but I also looked up her name and it says like R Kelly uh, gave her a sign was it cosign oh boy and I was like ooh that's not good that's lovely um but yeah moving right along we got, we got Denzel, Denzel Curry, Curry perks perks. Yeah, wow, I really like this song. Um, if you didn't know, I'm a huge Denzel Curry fan. It's a Curry head. Um, big fan, and I feel like this, Curry. this kind of addressed the biggest like thing going on with Denzel Curry, where I feel like he kind of did start the like SoundCloud like hype music wave, and then was really just swept under the rug for like you know Lil Pump and other people to come in and kind of take that shine. And this way, he just really addressed what other rappers are doing and just kind of shit on it and did it in a way that was at least funny. Like, it doesn't come off very backpacky and high horsey. He's just like, remember who did this first. Also, I can rap really well. Also, this beat is sick. So I was totally with him on this one. I thought this song's sick, and I'm excited for what he's doing next because I really like this song. Yeah, I like it too. It's really great. A lot yeah. of fun, a lot of good energy, a lot of great points. Uh, I like just like his <laughs> sound like dirt, dirt, dirt. It's so fun. I like, I love his kind of antagonistic like attitude and whatnot. It's a lot of fun. Great fun track. He definitely is not getting the respect he deserves. He's more in the water bottle challenge. Check out his music. <laughs> um, that's it. Yeah, he's great. And even this track is not getting that many views. So I, yeah, I want to like, come on. I wish it would blow up more. So. I mean, yeah, that's Support it. Support the man. So up next, we got Mac Miller with the one of his, I think he released three songs. He released three new songs. And Mark chose Buttons. I sure damn <laughs> did. The first one to be released, it's Buttons. Um, as we know, Mac Miller has been kind of going through it lately. Uh, he recently got broken up with by Ariana Grande, who's now dating Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the news for having a pretty embarrassing DUI where mm-hmm. he crashed into a utility pole yep. and blew like you know twice the legal limit. Uh-huh. So he's been going through it, yeah. and instead of kind of being like, hey guys, this is what's going on with me, he decided to just release some unrelated music and just kind of let the music speak for itself. And we got three tracks. This, well, this is what one of them sounds. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Honestly, kind of. So we got like a really woozy type of like, um, like hallucinatory track, like very like weedy. I guess it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) weedy. It's it's pretty weed rap. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's it's that style. It's kind of like that slowed down, kind of like distorted instrumentals, Mm -hmm. and yeah. I mean, basically, I, I enjoyed it. I think it was kind of cool he, for him yeah, to just I kind of release some ones. new music. How do you music. feel about the other ones? The other ones, it's pretty much how I put it, is like, this track's like, he did like three different, moods? The, he did like the three different Mac Miller moods that exist. Okay. And so this is like the weed rap Mac Miller. Uh-huh. And then he has um, Programs, which is like very good AM-esque, like mm-hmm. that type of production yeah. style and just like upbeat enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. And then he has Small Worlds, which is probably my favorite because it's very reminiscent of um, Faces. Okay. It's like that, like, dark, like, 
um, very druggy, like, mm-hmm. the downer Mac Miller. And more experimental, too. There's, yeah. like, a lot of different beat changes and wild shit going on in that song. So that's probably, like, the best one that came out. Okay. But this one's pretty solid as well. I think all of them are pretty solid in their own right. And I was like, oh, Mac I Miller thought was doing pretty I good. thought this song was kind of, I think the instrumental is cool, but I yeah. think he's kind of boring. He doesn't say much on this one. Yeah, whereas... it, it seems kind of like, it just kind of, like, insert, like, it doesn't seem like he's trying. Like, it, it kind of just seems like what I imagine, like, an average Mac Miller verse to sound like. That's fair. Yeah, it is It is pretty, like, And it, it like, it's kind of, like, faux deep a little mm-hmm. bit, too, like, to me. <laughs> so, yeah, it just kind of falls in that, that, that area of just, like, hey, it's, like, I could play this and it's, like, chill, but, like, I don't think... I'm listening to him. Like right. I don't really care. Like yeah, I don't think this one's more of like a vibe. Track, there's, yeah, right? there's lack of like, like really urgent, especially considering like his situation. Well, there's like a lack of urgency and or like energy in general. I guess because of the weed rap. Right. But I, that's what I kind of like for Mac Miller. I don't like like laid back Mac. Just like yeah, <laughs> I guess I do. That's why I like Good AM or Faces more when they use more energy. Yeah. So for sure, I picked this one mainly because it was the first one that popped up but yeah um i think his other two are a little better with small worlds being like an actually really good track okay but um yeah mac miller testing the waters getting ready to get back out hey, there next, i guess up next we got six everyone's favorite nine. rainbowed haired annoying man yeah six nine so with another, with another, another track. loud banger guess what guys you <gasps> might scream oh boy here we go Let's just get to the point you needed. And yeah, that's uh, <laughs> you get the gist. It's more the it's the picky up with the if he up look with the picky. He's just gonna do that every song now, I guess. That's this new thing and. I don't know. I mean, here's... I've kind of said it before, and this is just really further solidifying it, and I might even, like, put a stop to him being on the show because it's just, like, annoying me that much. But basically... Whoa, you're actually putting a stop mark? I think so. I was done a while ago. I'm glad this is your your ending point. uh, I'm just getting so annoyed with this person who, you know, a year ago I was like, whoa, look at this guy making unique music videos, Uh making unique sounding music, really experimenting with a lot of this different stuff. And then I think he blew up doing one thing, and he's like, cool, this works. I'm going to just keep doing it until it stops working. But it's just getting so annoying from, like, a genuine, like... It's I mean, become I, I don't want to call myself a fan, but, like, from a genuine, just, like, I mean, you were, someone you were wants a fan. to... Yeah, I was a fan, but I'm just, like... I would say you were initially a fan. Oh, I was like, definitely initially a fan. Like, before I knew about the allegations, before I knew about, like, anything, I was and like, this guy... before mixtape. Yeah, I was just like, this guy's doing something. I want to yeah. know what's going to happen here. He's making Tekken music videos, GTA yeah. music videos, yeah. doing and wild shit. Yeah, now he just makes bad music. And now he just makes the same song. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's, like, one thing that's, like, bad, it's also just the same song like yeah. copy and paste it same with the music video beat. same song and i'm just like can we do something different like why did you just become so generic and it's the same music video it's just same everything. flow same music same everything yeah i until the blicky part is coming every with time the blicky, with, uh, the stiffy, oh, with the blicky up oh. and i'm like oh, god damn it just yeah. what could have been you know so yeah it's uh 
I think until yeah, it's bad. I mean, until he does something, does have like seven million, like a bunch, too many, ten nine, million. ten million, probably gonna be who on the, the Billboard fu- charts. Guys, who the fuck is listening to this? How many people love this guy? I don't, no, I, I don't get why? it. Why does this keep working? That's, I don't know, man. I just these people just want the same fucking song. I guess so, and it's annoying because I'm like, he has the ability to make interesting, unique music, and yeah. then he's just too doing bad. the same thing over and it's, over again. It's done. On to the the news. <sighs> On to the news. Let's get into our hip-hop headlines of the week. Starting things off, I didn't fuck up this time. I spaced out the bad news. This is just... We're starting things off with a bit of a... Kind of I told you so here. Uh Um, Basically, I said before when Spotify rolled out their, you know, um, their hateful conduct policy that I was like, it's it's not going to go over well. I was like, it's it's a slippery slope in terms of... What right. it means. All right, Top Dog. And so, I'm just saying, it was a slippery slope. I was like, here we go. Like, now we have a question of who else are we going to take? Whose music are we going to take down? What's going to happen? Mm. But what I didn't necessarily see coming was this interesting decision led by Kendrick Lamar, of all people, uh-huh. to get XXX Tentacion song back on the playlist. Because it weirdly, well, not weirdly, I have a separate rant about that, but they. What happened was they issued they issued a new policy called the hateful conduct policy, and they took down XXX Tentacion's music, R. R. Kelly's Kelly music, and TK. And XXX saw a pretty significant hit. He lost about sixty thousand dollars within you know a few hours after taking his music off. Of I don't playlist. think it's I don't think that's easy. I think that's how much he would gain from being on playlist right. over a year. Yeah, but like he took the hit. Like, yeah, he, he definitely he was gonna lost t- he was some gonna, money. He was gonna take a, like a large that that amount over time. Right. And R. Kelly, however, unscathed, yeah. <laughs> not affected in the slightest nope. because. I don't know. He's fucking immune to people like wanting to take him down. Mm-hmm. Um, but so after seeing that and hearing about the numbers, and I guess talking to Top I mean, Dog, you were, I heard you listening to him. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been bumping yeah. the new album. I think yeah, I think you're trying to make sure he gets money. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was just surprised. Was, I mean, actually, you were inside your room with your MAGA hat. No, nope. no, nope. all of this is lies. All of this is lies. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but Kendrick Lamar was like, hey, we can't do this. This We gotta put a stand for XXX. Who he has did he, supported did he have in the like past. A, did he have like a... Did he say that? Like, is there on Twitter or something? Or I mean, I don't, all we know is, is that he... a press release? I know what he did, but did he say something? That's what I, I'm saying. I haven't like found the tweet okay. or anything. But I, I just know anything. that like... I think it was just discovered. Yeah, I mean... Because he had to... He supposedly like sent them something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. He, like, sent them as statements being like, if you're going to pull XXX off, you got to mm-hmm. pull me off. Yeah. And they were like, well, we're not going to do that because you're a huge popping yeah. artist. Um, and so they were like, fuck. Well, then, then they were thinking about just the other public outcry that there's been. And they were like, well, maybe we'll just rethink this and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, but I don't know. It's just interesting to see that Kendrick Lamar really stands behind XXX Tentacion. I mean, when Seventeen came out, Kendrick Lamar was like, "This is an amazing album." Yeah. And now this happens. He didn't say anything for like, question mark though. No, he didn't say anything for question mark. But I'm just like, huh? What? You not reading the news? Because it doesn't look good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. technically, technically, he hasn't been arrested for anything yet. But like, it doesn't look good. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't know. It's and like really there wild. is that video where he punched that girl in the head. Yep, that like, is undisputed. It's it's a bad 
So I'm like, so, he's not a good person. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's like this is a weird 2018. <laughs> weird. It's a weird one. But speaking, I, I guess it, part of it was mostly, I guess, it's just because like it was mostly black people being black men, right, being barred from music, which I guess is something I think Kendrick would fight against, right. So I think that's more primarily around his interests more than women, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I think that was my point. I think a couple weeks ago, I think I did bring that up with Kendrick. I was like. I don't think Kendrick really has like a feminist or like a harsh like, stance stance yeah. on stuff. I think he's more pro black than anything. Right. So I think this is kind of showing that a little more so. I mean, it's especially just... to the extreme extremities he took to saying I'll get off of Spotify. Which right. Is, that's like a lot of money. That's that a Kendrick big gets. sacrifice. So that's like that's more than what X makes off of it. So, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're totally right because I think it is just like a. A huge thing that you'll see across the board where someone's very, you know, pro, like, one thing and they're very adamant mm-hmm. about yeah. one aspect of social justice, yeah. but it's not yeah. <laughs> all-encompassing. So yeah, you're either yeah. all in on race, but not about, you know, women's yeah. rights or yeah, gender yeah, yeah. rights or, you know, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. No, Very few people have great stances on every yeah, aspect. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I think I think a lot of people have the assumption of Kendrick, who is... Yeah, and I think he just hasn't really said anything about it. So I don't. I think it's a weird assumption to make. Yeah, because of what you said. Because right. <laughs> it's often the case. And yeah, people don't really because everyone because everyone views Kendrick as like this like God. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so they like... just don't even imagine that he could not. Yeah. Have any possibly bad stance. Um, but yeah, uh, cons- continuing on with people with bad stances. Uh, so Peter Rosenberg, who man, relax, Peter. What do you say? Uh, Peter Rosenberg. Oh, is this Beethoven? Yeah. So Peter Rosenberg, who you should probably know, you don't need to. Uh, he's a major radio personality and is doing. He's 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 like hand in everything. He's like the white Jewish guy that's part of everything. That's part of everything music related, and of course he's got Aesop Rock and Aesop Rocky (laughs) together in the same room. He's commentating at WrestleMania. He's fucking. Everywhere. I think he. I once uh, a friend of mine saw him at a Schoolboy Q show. Like he like was a backing, doing backing wow. stuff for him. Damn. Yeah, which is really wild in Boston. So that's crazy. So, but yeah, basically, very very yeah, hands and a lot everywhere. of pies. Um, a lot of rat pies. So his newest thing is he has a late night talk show on Complex.com, um, and kind of the first controversial thing to come out of it is he recently had Zaytoven on the show. And uh, Zaytoven got hit with a very awkward moment where he they were talking about just like, you know, bad people and people who should be canceled. And R. Kelly comes up and Zaytoven was like, nah, nah, I don't believe it. And Peter Rosenberg's like, he's like, I don't know, man, I just haven't listened to the allegations. Like, what what did R. Kelly really do? Like, like it's super ignorant and bad. He's like, wait, he's like, I mean, I don't know. Like, what happened? Like, tell me, Peter. And Peter, like, tells him that, like, yeah, he's had, like, a sex cult and, like, all this other stuff. Like, he's taking and coercing women to do these wild things, mm-hmm. not to mention, like, his past. And Zaytoven's like, nah, man, that's not, nah, that doesn't happen. R. Kelly can't do that. Like, that's crazy. He's like, any girl that wants to be with R. Kelly wants to be with R. Kelly. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's just, like, so embarrassing. But, like, yeah, not that I'm, like... Not oh, when they're th- fucking 14. Yeah, I'm, like, oh, my God, Zaytoven. Like, come on. But the main reason I, I brought this up was yeah. not because, like, I'm, like, oh, the fall from grace of Zaytoven, yeah. who I thought was this 
woke bay no, is not. mainly he's that Zaytoven. I'm just like he's Zaytoven. He just like describes exactly my like opinion on how like R. Kelly has managed to like mm-hmm. get this far after having what like four crazy allegations. Yeah, like there's been five, four or five major things that R. Kelly have done that should have canceled his career. Yeah, when he married Aaliyah at sixteen. Yep. One. Mm-hmm. When he peed on a fourteen year old girl yep, on video. <laughs> Two. I'm gonna move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, it's Riley my favorite. It's my favorite quote. You well, see, just move out the way. Just moved out the way. <laughs> I see piss coming. I move. She saw piss coming. She um, that, and then like sex call number three, like. The sex call is like five. Yeah, sex call is like three, four, five, and six. I mean, like, and it's despite just that, crazy. Mark, but you just pe- keep listening to him. No, but people, <laughs> people of Zaytoven, like thir- late thirties and up, just fucking like ignore it. They just like shut it down. They're just yeah. like, yeah, but have you heard his music? Though? He's like, what? Well, <laughs> this and I'm this like, is a crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a wild statement here. Okay. What white people are to Woody Allen is <laughs> what black people are to to R. Kelly. Wow, that's facts. That's facts. That's what I think. That's 100% accurate. It should have been canceled a long time ago, but it yeah, everyone, coming. everyone just, they like them too they much. They just love the movies. <laughs> they they love, love the songs. They love the movies, and the, yeah, they love the songs. It's just, wow. it, no matter what. I think, I think that really answered it for me. <laughs> I, think, I think I was just confused and frustrated, but that just opened my eyes. I was like, oh, all right, cool. I got it now. I yeah. guess those two just are immune to it's just these two horrible things they're constantly I know, doing. I think it's like they pander so specifically to their demographics, and they're like, people just like them too much. Yeah, they've just like had this thing. And I, like, I don't know. It's, it's wild. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't understand it. It's two very, I mean, like, I I mean, terrible people, but very talented. R. Kelly, and no one's gonna doubt R. Kelly. R. Kelly just hits, he's an amazing (laughs) singer, and he creates amazing pop songs. And that's uh, that's a fact. That's a fact. And he's just, he's just, he's also the devil. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, the craziest one to me is that he got away with, (laughs) he got away with calling himself. The Pied Piper of R&B. <laughs> which literally, if you know yeah, the know. story of Pied Piper, is about a person whose yeah. music yeah. lures in little, young little, children little to do yeah. bad things. Yep, it's bad. And it's literally what he does his entire career. Yeah, that's true. And people like positively call him the Pied Piper of, R&D, of R&B. He's the Pied Piper of R&B. He's great. Like, it's, like they don't even see the negativity in that statement. Yeah, it's weird. And it's nuts. It's, it's wild. It's bad. But, ugh, before I get too heated about R. Kelly. I'm glad I came to that realization. Know, that's wild. That's, that really solved it for me. I was like, oh, alright, cool. No, got it. Jesus. It's two bad people that just people can't get enough of. But, uh, getting into some sad news, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, fucking hell of a transition here. Alright, uh, so, Huge. as we, we brought up last week that brought, uh, in Brockhampton, Amir Vaughn, one of their star members, he's yeah. on all three of their covers for Saturation, yeah. he's definitely, wow. yeah, he's, he's yeah, that. he's known as probably, like, the co-captain, probably, yeah. of, I mean, if, he's seen if as Kevin the, Abstract is the Tyler, he's, like, the Earl. Yeah, he's the Earl. I mean, he's definitely, like, the, the second in command. And uh, he was accused of being emotionally abusive and having sexual 
relations with a minor when he was like 18 or like 17 like which is like a weird accusation but then some other little things popped up it was, they were like weird and kind of like i don't know kind of like sketchy a little sketchy i think and, the main point but i what this is what i, I was leading yeah. to something really quick oh, sorry, sorry. i think based off of uh so brockhampton they're kicking him out but like in the apology that they posted they said that like that we, we were lied to right. and blah blah and amir's out of brockhampton I think that there's other stuff. Right. I think there <laughs> yeah. definitely is other stuff. The way that is afraid we were lied to, and like, yeah, it exactly. seems like there's more going on here or some things that have been like a little more solidified than what we know. Right. And it seems like they had to make, I mean, this is a tough call. Like, right. it's fucking, he's an important this guy. This is a major he's, play. He's I mean, like they a, had an album that was going to get ready to yeah. drop in like a week or yeah. two that they now have to yeah. completely redo. And I listened to the first song and it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like War or something. I think I listened, he premiered it. Oh, damn. And Amir has an amazing verse on it, <laughs> which he talks about the accusations. Oh, really? He has a really wild thing. But apparently i think so, because of that i think that because that song existing i think something worse came up or right. something really bad and obviously also in the position of brockhampton like they're kind of known for being more inclusive right and including like having an abuser type person is really against like what they're everything like everything they like stand for really but at the same time they're like a family so it's like a real rough thing that they, they constantly talk to each other like they're family like they like like they're, they're like almost like you know connected by blood right, right? And yeah, you could see like if you saw like there's a Boston Calling performance. I don't oh, know yeah, if you saw it's, that. It's hard. Joe Blow starts like crying <laughs> it's hard during it because like during Amir's segments, they it's not like you don't hear his voice during those segments, but it's just like the empty space of where his verse would be, and then just them all looking sad on stage. It's tough, dude. So, it's really tough. So this is a really really rough time for Brockhampton. Um, they're losing a, a big big player in their group. And they're they need to fucking get together and just reconfigure stuff. Right. So it's I guess if anything, um, if I was worried about Brockhampton sounding the same for too long, this is gonna, they're gonna have to evolve. <laughs> they're gonna one hundred percent have to evolve post. This if not, they're fucked. Since I guess saturation, we got three albums. But yeah. like, yeah, this is like this is a make it or break it moment now after Amir leaving. And I mean, they canceled their tour. They're after me being kicked out, I mean, not leaving. Yeah. yeah. They are. They cancel their tour. They're regrouping. They have a lot of work. They replaced cut out for one them. of their. They're playing Governor's Ball. Mm-hmm. They replaced. You know who they replaced them with? Pusha T. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Power play. It's so funny. Power play. Um, but yeah, I think you totally nailed it. Exactly what I was thinking. Because um, last week I was kind of like, I don't know what's gonna happen with this. Because I was kind of feeling very vague about it. I was like, you know, because I mean, obviously we're not obligated to but i felt like we didn't have a lot of details like mm-hmm. the the statement that came out was just kind of like a lot of vague statements for me so i was like i don't know what to do with this i was like it sounds bad but like i don't i'm not getting enough but i feel like them saying in their kind of statement that like we were lied to i think you're right like i think it definitely means that like they found out some more information when they talked to him about it and they're like oh no like you did something fucked up it would come out you know it can come out fully or you know whether it's swept under the rug or not but like the fact that that's like looming over us now is like we gotta kick you out because they're because like you said like they're very much about inclusivity about being you know woke and progressive yeah and it's just kind of one of those things where we're like and the concerts are often seen like kevin i think he said this on like instagram like the concerts seen as like safe spaces for right. people who have been like in tough situations and right. been abused by other people and whatnot so to have like a dude an who's abuser a kid, on yeah, stage is like a rough 
yeah. thing. And yeah, it's just tough. I mean, like he's definitely one of the the, the better rappers on mm-hmm. the group. Definitely one of the in terms of like he really brings his own energy and a very distinct perspective For amongst sure. them. So they need to really fucking recalibrate, I guess, and like figure their shit out. Because this is definitely uh, it's tough too. Because they're they're like a family, and I guess like losing something like this is like it's like yeah, I mean, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean they have to kick out a major part of their family and just like kind of disown them low key. Yeah, so, so it definitely hurts. I can imagine the situation they're being in. It's probably the and just like on the cusp of like being huge. Like yeah. they just got the RCA deal for like ten million or whatever. Oh my god, yeah, and the pressure is like on. They're about to do like a major label debut mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. i mean possibly have you know radio play bait billboard attention yeah, no like, it literally they're right on the cusp of this. so and amir fucked it up the being worst a dick. fucking time and that, yeah. that sucks i mean yeah he's a he it's what happens i guess you're yeah. a shitty person and you come back famous. To yeah, yeah. yeah and we're in a day and age where you can't get you can't do that anymore mm-hmm um, and speaking of things coming back to haunt you, or I guess not really, they squashed it. But uh, oh, we're two, gonna talk about this. The two notoriously people, J. Cole and Lil Pump, uh, kind of the Lil Pump led beef against. I J. forgot Cole, so much. Most shit, of a troll. So much shit has happened this week that is crazy. I forgot this came out last <laughs> I week. I forgot this even happened. But uh, last week we talked about the fact that there was going to be a J. Cole and Lil Pump uh, interview released. And it has come out. It it's came out, yeah, long. yeah. Yep. Fifty-seven out minutes. You can check it out on J Cole's uh, YouTube channel. It's a, uh, it's something. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think you described. I don't know if it was you, but it was like yeah. a high school counselor. It sounds like a high school counselor talking to yeah. like a troubled. That's dude. exactly what it did. I think I, like, I forgot you said that to me, and I was watching, and I had that realization too, yeah. and I was like, oh. <laughs> That's, that's what exactly said. what this it's feels what like. It feels like because he keeps telling him how smart he is and how talented. Yeah, it's like he, he keeps trying to uplift him, him yeah, and yeah, like, feel, him feel better. Share this common ground. And J. Cole with him. Just also just looks ridiculous. <laughs> I just want to point that out. He doesn't. He look, literally looks like Simba. Like, <laughs> look at this man. I mean, look like he's been. He's went by Young Simba. He's just Simba now. He's one hundred percent happened. Look at this man. Look at he's this. Like, Unreal. Yeah, he calls himself Young Simba. He's Simba. He's Simba now. Yeah. He's grown into Simba. Yeah, he's like a full, like, he's like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> a big old conscious lion. A conscious lion who over soul beats. But yeah, I mean, to break it down for you, they basically talk about um, their shared experience of kind of having shitty stepdads. And uh, they kind of talk about just like how the beef started and how they came to know each other and... Yeah. squash it so it's just like an hour it's of them like, squashing it's like, it's like an hour of, the, of J. Cole talking at Lil Pump yeah Lil Pump doesn't have all too much and, to and say it's, but it's not like J. Cole's not letting Lil Pump talk Lil Pump just has nothing to say yeah because he it's tries just, he tries to extend a couple he, he, like he, he tries like, many olive branches were extended <laughs> you just get a lot of more. yeah type shit. shit yeah it was crazy <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty one sided wow, crazy. Yeah. yeah oh no was, I thought it was dumb <laughs> yeah, I don't really fuck with him. <laughs> this is like stuff like that. And so, I, oh, is that smoke rap? Is that your friend? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> type shit. But yeah, he's uh, there's some like interesting insights into Lil Pump's life because he's a like really fucked up home life and like him. Um, I didn't realize he like got kicked out of school in like eighth grade. Yeah, or, like it was wild. Nice. Or like pretty much repeatedly to the point like. He's kicked out so many times by like ninth or tenth grade. Yeah, that he they kind of like, like that's it. Yeah, they just kicked him out. <laughs> there's no, there's nowhere else to and go. And he became a superstar. <laughs> so take that, teachers. Yeah, fuck you. Um, but, but yeah, so it happened. 
I don't know what else we can. Yeah, not hey, much else and, to say and, with it. And the saddest of news, uh, like really <laughs> super insane. fucking tragic. So two weeks ago, uh, during like their huge um, champion tour, I mm-hmm. think it was. Uh, uh, during one of the performances, I saw them tweet out saying that SZA needs time to rest and like heal her voice, and I was like, "Oh, that's good." And, I mean, yeah. it happens. Like, dude, singing is tiring. Right. And little did I know like, <laughs> that it was like this serious. Uh, yeah, that's next level. I mean, does she have that fucking what's that disease you get in like your vocal cords? I don't know. Is it a disease? There's like a I mean, they, they talk they, about it definitely... like Pitch Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it could not even be real. I'm, I'm sorting. I'm well, sourcing. Like, I'm citing like. the worst possible source here, but like, I don't know. Maybe she's got that going on. But um, I, I mean, I don't know. It sucks because I feel like she's come through so much. Oh yeah, like, we we also I didn't mention like she has permanently damaged her vocal cords. Yeah. That's the reveal. We didn't. That's say the that. reveal. Yeah. Sorry. She yeah. permanently damaged her vocal cords. No idea what she's gonna be able to do going on. Her career is kind of hanging in the balance currently. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of sucks because I feel like she's come through so much after having, like, you know, Almost a kind of meddling yeah, debut yeah. and thinking about quitting, um, switching labels, and then kind of coming all together to create this Switch amazing. Labels? Yeah. What? That happened? She was, like, off of TV because she was, like, upset with what's his name? Like, her and Top Dog were, like, upset at each other for a little bit. Well, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. That's that was, like, I... part of like, her wanting to quit. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Um, but then she, you know, released a new album. And it was incredible, you know, so much so that she got Grammy nom- nom- uh, Grammy noms and all kinds of attention. Shout out to Tim just sending, is Anton Yelchin the new Tupac? <laughs> what does that even mean, I Tim? think it's because he keeps releasing stuff after he's oh, dead. Oh, after his new death. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what fair. I think. Okay. Not not in terms of... <laughs> I was like, what is the comparison, Tim? Yeah, but it's a wild one. Um, But yeah. Send your thoughts at mondocool at gmail.com. <laughs> mondocool93. 93 is um, but yeah, so it just sucks because she's, I feel like her career has skyrocketed and rightfully so. And I was waiting to see what yeah, she's Yeah, especially with Control has been huge, 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 huge. But, uh, but, who knows? but wow, that's so wild. I mean, I don't know if the my prayers are fucked up. They've been fucked up. I need a space. Goodbye. Tonight was a test. That settles that. <laughs> Damn, so sad though. My voice is permanently injured. Great. I hope that this is kind of like an over-exaggeration. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, this is the, the one that came out earlier. Also earlier yeah. yeah, that's okay. the thing I read earlier. The top dog wrote. Gotcha. But yeah, anyway, that's it's it's this is very sad, and I really hope that she can figure things out or whatnot. So. She's very talented. Very, I mean, she can. She, I mean, she also has skills outside of singing. She can write songs and whatnot. That's true. So maybe with their limited capacity, she'll wait, still be able to. Yeah, I mean, she's not gonna go homeless after this, but yeah, she's gonna be on the street. <laughs> We're not gonna see her out in the streets panhandling. Yeah. But yeah for sure and uh, i think it's time to get into our album reviews of the week starting things off with our boy Pusha t we gave you kind of the breakdown of where he came from where he came from you know starting in clips in the early 2000s yeah if you skip to this point go um, back yeah <laughs> we we talked about it at length so now we have uh, his, his latest third, release his third two years in the album. making two two years in the making the last album was the a darkness before the dawn the prelude uh, or King for King Push for King Push, which, which is what never, this album was which supposed never, to be. Well, it was supposed to come out like in six months yeah. or something, and then apparently the album was done, and Kanye scrapped it. Oh, no, they listened to it apparently for three days. Mm-hmm. They listened. They drove around and listened to it, and then at the end of the third day, Kanye was like, "I like it, but I could do it better." 
Yep. And then Push is like, do we, what, you want to scrap it? And then Connor's like, hmm, we're, scrapping. Yeah, we're scrapping it. <laughs> <laughs> and then and they, they went to Wyoming and then they made Daytona. They and made Daytona. Having a, what's this picture exactly? Uh, this picture is a, it seems now that it was not necessarily illegally taken, but definitely backhandedly took in from the Whitney Houston estate. But it is a picture mm-hmm. of a Whitney Houston's bathroom circa like deep in when she's on drugs, mm-hmm. uh, specifically cocaine, which is what Pusha T is known for selling. Yeah. Um, and so it's just kind of this the elaborate the um, bathroom picture with some drug paraphernalia around. So in terms of... Also, uh, this album is entirely produced by Kanye. Yeah, it's really 100% produced by Kanye West and, and Fam. Yeah. Whoever, like, the other dudes. Sometimes just him, other people. I think Mike Dean. I think yeah, he's one yeah. of the people. He has this, like, little family crew of, like, no one's famous except him, but, like, they're they're always there. Mike Dean's kind of Mike famous Dean's if you care enough. Yeah, yeah, I guess if you care enough. <laughs> there, but there's, like, a lot of people around Kanye who are, like, not famous, but, like, do stuff for Kanye. Right. Or, like, create websites for him and stuff, too. That's Like, true. that that no one knows their names. You just, uh, you just see them. They're always around him, though. Yeah. Which is so wild. So I guess that's just how Kanye scouts talent. He'll like find people. He'll look for them. He'll find people who are not famous, and then like he sees they're talented, and he'll use them. Yeah, I mean Virgil Abloh, who's mm-hmm. now the you know chief director of menswear for yeah. Louis Vuitton. Yeah, yeah, that dude. Th- like then that. there's the there's there's like two dudes. That guy and there's another guy who's always around him too. The other guy. And then yeah, you not Ian Connor, right? No, 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 no. Okay. But yeah, um, so yeah, we here we have Daytona. Um, seven tracks. Seven tracks. It's a it's a breezy listen, a mm. thirty five minute I think listen, yep. and none of the tracks I think go over four minutes. I think the longest one is boop, boop, boop. actually about three and a half minutes is the longest track, and that's the first track. Wow. And but what do we have here? What do um, we got? We got honestly, I I mean surprise surprise I fucking. You know, I'm a huge Kanye fan, despite the horrible news that's come out about him lately. I mean, um, that's but so long. But his production style, <laughs> <laughs> his production style is you know one of my much favorite like his things much like his politics. You love no, his production I, style. No, is that what no, you no, no, no. We're not doing this. <laughs> no alt right ties whatsoever. <laughs> Um, you know, I told Tim about my alt-right joke with you, yeah. and he couldn't stop laughing because he said you specifically would be the funniest person <laughs> for it. him to discover you were alt-right. That's unreal. <laughs> because I am very much not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Kanye's production is some of my favorite, you know, musical stylings in existence. Mm-hmm. So, and he 100% is, you know, I mean, like he has not lost his, like, like he has not lost a step. I mean, the production is incredible all throughout every song. But, like, I, how would you say really this good. at least differs from previous stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Like, I... Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I think, obviously, is I mean, I think we both like it. Right. But in terms of, like, what it sounds like, it is inter- It is different right. from what you would normally hear from Kanye, it's right? It's definitely a different... It's definitely a more modern... It's... I mean, there's certain things that you but it's see. Like, I would say it's, like, raw. It's you know very I mean? raw. It's very raw and aggressive yeah. and... I mean, like I said, there's certain things you always see with Kanye. I mean, there's certain, sam- you know, the sampling style. Um, I, there's clearly some MPC drum pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so things like that where I'm like, all right, classic Kanye. But there's definitely a sound that's very much new and very much suited for Pusha T yeah, on this it's, that I think is very It's really awesome. interesting because it kind of has, like, the soul samples of, like, early Kanye. But it kind of has, like, the rawness of a Yeezus, right? Right, yeah. Kind of, like, it's very bare bones. Like, it... Because usually Kanye's known for having kind of like 
layered, very complex, like, instrumentals. Right. At least up until, like, graduation. And then kind of, like, 808, 808s. I guess 808s is still, like, complex and mm-hmm. stuff. But, yeah, it, I say this is probably, like, Kanye as most, like, stripped down to essentials of, like, this. these are bare-bone beats and the, that, are, that sound cool and hard-hitting, like, hard-hitting and have great samples in them. And, like, they're just made for fucking rapping on. Right. Like this is a rapping beat. This is not a pop <laughs> just song. Just like you go hard. This is, this yeah, is this not, is not like anything not you're gonna hear song. on the radio. This really. isn't like a three minute pop song with a bridge. No, this is a two. This is a two to two three minute beat, and you're gonna rap on it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like you might have a hook, doesn't matter, and or you might, <laughs> unrelated. Or you'll have a hook once, and then that's it. Yeah. Like that. That's what this album is. It's just like fucking like like hardcore rap to like your vein. Right. Like that's. That's, like, what it is. It is, like, raw in every sense. Like, from Pusha T to the production. I think, like, everything. And so, I think because of that, it has a really great energy. Right. That I think it took me a while to get accustomed to. Just because I, I, I kind of... I thought it was going to be, like, more polished mm-hmm. initially. Just because based off of Kanye's pedigree, right. I think. But I kind of... And the reason that it was, like, scrapped. Yeah, yeah. For, it's, know, like, the amount of time done. it took also. I right. think I expected kind of, like... But this definitely just seems more of like an off the cuff, like like in the moment kind of made album. Right. So this seems like it was made like within three months. Right. And but it's great for what like it is. It's really fucking solid. I mean, it's incredible. Um, directing more towards like Pusha T himself, he sounds incredible. And I think there's definitely like a vibe that mm-hmm. comes from like doing this all at one place. Yeah, for time. sure. Because I think that's honestly the biggest mistake that artists make is they kind of like. They work on an album, but they just kind of, like, go in waves. like And so, because of that, they kind of have a different vibe at certain times yeah. and recording a different song. But this has, like, a very specific vibe that just kind of reigns throughout. And it's kind of this vibe of just, like... I mean, obviously, drugs are, you know, selling cocaine is a common thread in mm-hmm. Pusha T's entire discography. Um, but I feel like this one specifically deals with a lot of, like, excess and a lot of, like we've made a lot of money and we've come so far and now we're mm. like here it's like the kind of the it's the also period an, of like tony montana being in yeah, the big room it's with like it's also not like a good album to listen to if you're not familiar with him right i, I don't know it's a, i don't know if it's like a good intro no because it, cause it's not because like the the openings if you know you know right like and he's mentioning stuff like you know this if you know right and if you like did it you wish wouldn't know right <laughs> so like, it's very much like specific into what it is like like you have to know like oh, this is what Pusha T's done this is what Pusha T's about and if you know you know right. like that's it like that's and that's kind of like the whole vibe of the album if you know about him and what he does like you'll get it right and like everything will track and I feel if you aren't like into it like you'll fucking it's not for you and so yeah, um, definitely not a pop out. This is a hardcore hip hop album, For and sure. it's I think it's great. I think the weakest point to me in this whole album, I listened to it yesterday again. It's mm-hmm. really such a breezy. I listened to this album right. like six yeah. times because it's, so it's such a breezy listen. And I think the hardest point, I think hard piano, I think is like the weakest yeah, that song. Was my- I same agree. I think that's the one mishap. I mean, uh, yeah, like, it's not awful. But it's, not it's not awful, but it's like I would skip. I like skip. I'll be like, I'll skip it. Or by the time it gets to Rick Ross, I'm like, eh. Yeah. And I'll skip it. But the rest of the songs, I think, all are batting hundred. Great. 
Uh, I think my favorite beat of this is Santeria. Uh, I love the fucking really cut good. into like the Spanish chorus, but then like the fucking like blown leaves type like like drums that just like mm-hmm. start like bashing like so like a good. Gatling gun, and then they're like after the like the first chorus like. Uh, it's just kind of like bare bones for a bit while Pusha T raps, but then it comes like the drums come back in, mm-hmm. and it's like literally so hype. It's really and it's so down. good. And then that cuts into the next song. I think is uh, I think the next song. What was it? Comeback. Ba- uh, uh, what would Meek do? What would Meek do? I, okay, so I say Comeback Baby. I feel sounds like more most like clips. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, ooh, this is like this is like old Pusha T. This is like Pusha T. Like like ten years ago. Right. Cause that that song does sound like a like a more Neptune type beat, yeah. And then you go Santeria, which sounds like Kanye West, like right. it's just. And, and then you have what would Meek do, which is <laughs> addressing a, the poop scoop with the poop scoop, addressing the poop <laughs> scoop, and then having a really wild Kanye verse. But I did think it was like still a fun song, yeah. And then ending on infrared, which is you know kind of him addressing like a, kind of like it's not just a it's not a drake diss track right. it's just like a state of affairs rap song 100 like hey this is what's going on is how i feel about everything going on and then just like drake is a part of that because he's the biggest rapper right now right so overall i think this is a great album i wish it had like a more like 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 kind of like finisher type yeah because it just kind of ends yeah and i think a state of affairs song is like a i get it like that's like a good point to end it but i didn't feel like there's like a good finality to it right it but just kind of peters off a little also in terms of Pusha t's rapping no i mean like technically Pusha t is like like perfect like, yep. I mean, he's like firing on all cylinders. In terms of 100%. like hardcore rapper, like if you listen to like, oh hey, Mr. Cat, Mr. Cat, we haven't had an appearance in wow, so that's a while. Hey, so but yeah, in terms of like his wordplay and like how clever he is, it's insane. Right. Like like there's stuff that you you'll listen to like like the sixth time around that you didn't pick up the first time, mm-hmm. and you just be like, whoa, like I didn't even think like this. The way he references things, the way he puts words together, is just so like artfully and like like he's like a like a tech rap technician for like wordplay <laughs> yeah and like using like different like he'll have stuff that's so deep that like even apparently even Kanye wouldn't even understand like some be like hey what is, did you mean by this or like bringing stuff up that's like really wild i don't know like the what was it the te- the tennis ball thing? I didn't know that people cut open tennis balls and put drugs in them. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I didn't know that. That's like, fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I was like playing different sports and tennis balls. I was like, what the? What do you mean? Like, what is like? What are you doing with those tennis balls? And then Working, and then he talked about yeah. And I was like, well, that's crazy. <laughs> like, but yeah, he'll drop a lot of stuff like that too. Or I'll have a line like, what was it? Um, that's so amazing. That uh, what is it? You can't like a rapper turn trapper can't be like what is it rapper turn trapper um can't turn into something a rapper can't turn into rapper can turn into puff or something no 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 it's a rapper turn trapper like sucks or is bad or whatever but a rapper of a trapper turn rapper can turn into puff and i'm like whoa that's such a sick line and he just has constantly has like stuff like that and if that's like what you like he's like i don't know if there's anybody who's just like oh lyricism hip-hop i feel like Pusha t is like the guy yeah, I mean, he's crushing it. He's firing on all cylinders. <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, final rating. Final rating? Rating? Yeah. I guess my only... Um, is, I guess, like, the, the lack of a finality to it. But I do think it's good. 
like really good yeah so i guess i'll give it a low mondo cool yeah like, yeah i think it's good that's how I, yeah i mean that's how i felt too i was like i want to give this a like a straight up mondo cool because i'm like it is really good it's you know push a t arguably at his best but i'm like hard piano hey it's not a perfect song yeah and, and the seven the tracks just like man the seven track thing honestly doesn't bother me that much just because i'm saying like, if you have like a weak song and seven tracks oh, that's it's true. just like hey yeah. that's like a big that's, that's a, a big, big gap yeah that's a, that's a little bit of a hit because it like everything else i could yeah it does hurt it a little bit so we'll see but um overall really strong performance for Pusha t and then coming off of a successful diss track against drake he's really at a high point here i mean he's really fucking crushing it in terms of what he's doing musically so shout outs to him crushing it big time and i think it's time to move on to asap rocky's album uh testing mm-hmm. and uh yeah so asap <laughs> rocky out here doing it um dropping his what fourth project total i don't remember it's um i think it's his first his fourth debut or fourth fucking album out and uh, it's called Testing, and I'd say that pretty much sums up what we got going on here. I mean, there's a lot of ASAP Rocky at probably his most experimental he's ever been. He's probably, I mean, I think our biggest um, fucking rating for him has been like, oh, you know, he raps about the same thing. He's fucking, you know, doing... I don't know, repetitive shit. He only raps about one thing, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really experiment with that too much. Yeah. But I think he came through with this album and really, I don't know, tried to do something different, tried to experiment, tried to go outside the box and become something different to kind of varying results. I yeah. think at its best, you know, it sounds really cool, and it sounds like the most interesting songs we've gotten from ASAP Rocky, like... Purity is really cool. Changes is really interesting. Um, I liked Hundred um, and Distorted Records. And then there's fucking I don't know. You get shit like Fuck Sleep or or I get a better one. Kids turned out fine. And mm-hmm. you're like, what what are we doing here, ASAP Rocky? It's just like weird combinations of sounds that don't go together in the slightest and just like don't sound right or, or just I don't know. It's just really weird. You get call drops. Where, like, the beat is wild and you don't know what's going on. And then it get, turns into this weird, like, fucking um, free Kodak moment where Kodak shows up and starts singing about his recent bid in jail. And you're like, alright, cool. Also just, like, yeah, in the free Kodak. Yeah. yeah. And so there's, there's just, like, certain things that are like, alright, ASAP, you tried. But then there's, like, experimental I... moments where I think he really nails it. Mm-hmm. So. You... Uh, do you like the last one, the Frank Ocean one? Um, yeah, I love Purity. I think Purity's really good. I think Purity's pretty good. But, I don't know, as a whole, as an album, I just like, it really left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Purity? Yeah, no, just the whole, Purity's oh, the whole fine. Album. I just like the whole album. It was just like, I felt like he was trying to be experimental, but then he didn't really try at the same time like he wanted like the beats but he didn't try to like rap in a different way so often i found just like it was almost like a disconnect between like him and the beats because even like tony tone which i think is like one of the best songs on here i think that like he even sounds like weird on it to me like i'm just like this doesn't sound right and i don't feel like he like branched out enough so it just seems like this kind of like he went halfway on so many things and then he just switches gears halfway through the album 
into like songs I just think are bad. <laughs> and yeah, because there's a good like streak where he's like crushing it, and then like I don't know, like it turns over and he just fucking goes too far into like weirdness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in general, I just I didn't enjoy anything. Like I didn't enjoy this album at all. Oh really? No, I I didn't like. I mean, I didn't even like like Forever ASAP and stuff. Damn. Like it was just such a tough. I like there's like sonically stuff that I thought was pretty cool, but like in him specifically, I was just so bored, or like I just didn't care. Like it was just like I don't know. It just wasn't like. It seemed like so half-assed to me. On the lyrical side of things, in terms of like conceptually of what this is. That like it just kind of just kind of I just felt like lost and confused the, the whole album. <laughs> like I was just like, what is what is he trying? Like maybe if he kept going with this, he could like figure it out and have like a, a stronger set of songs, maybe. Mm. But it, it just seems like he he branched out too far sonically, but not enough lyrically or the way he raps. So it just seems like I think he just wanted to win over both. Like people, he's like, oh, I want to be both beloved by like, like alternative rap fans and right. like normal rap fans. Like I want to still have like a pop appeal, but I still want to be. And like you can have that success. Like sometimes if there's like enough there, like with a Kendrick with Damn, which is more of like a, a pop. Like it's weird, but it's still like a pop album. And I would say even like KOD is like a, a success and is similar to that too. But, like, I feel like this is, like, the biggest failure of, like, somebody trying to do that, I think. Yeah. And I, it just doesn't come together, and it's too long, and, like... <laughs> Pretty long. And then the first couple... If it was just the first couple of tracks, I would have been like, it's not for me, but I can see this going somewhere. But, like, those last couple songs are so bad, and I don't want... I, like, do never want to listen to them again. Yeah. So, like, it's just, like, it just made me hate this album. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you're totally I can, right. I can listen to ASAP Forever, the remix and stuff, and Tony Tone, and even Fuck Sleep, and I like, I like the, the Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. I can listen to College Drops, I think is dumb, and I think Free Kodak is ridiculous, and why the <laughs> fuck is he bringing, like, what what a stance that ASAP Rocky to take yeah, like, on, his al- on his album. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's just Buckshots is, is fine. Buckshots is cool. Guns and then Guns about it, I start, it starts losing me. Bro. And then everything after that, I'm just like... <laughs> I like Brother Man. I hate... I don't like... I kind of like Brother Man. I hate... Like, all these other songs, I'm just like, I don't know. And there's like nine songs. That's a lot. And then Purity Six. and it's like night. Like, I can go back to Purity and listen to that. But as like an album experience of listening to this, I like, hated it. Like, I mean, I it made me so mad at him. I was just like, "What are you trying?" Because I just like, I felt like he was just trying to do so much, and he just like maybe spread himself too thin, or maybe didn't want to branch out enough. I yeah. don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it definitely is frustrating because, like I said, it's he's experimenting a lot, and it's very fifty fifty. I mean, the stuff that's good is really good, and the stuff that's bad is awful. Like, it's the worst music he's ever put out. So it, it does suck, because there's a lot of stuff in here I really like, but then there's just, like, some songs that are hard to get through. Like, Kids Turned Out Fine is hard to get through. Um, Call Drops, hard to get through. And then there's just, there's, like, this weird thing where, like, towards the end, he kind of gets personal, where at least he's, like, talking about relationships and how he feels about them. But there's a lot of, like, Dude, times the, the where, five like... the five-minute song I fucking thought I was losing my mind. <laughs> Changes. I was just like, craziness. "What is this? Like, what? 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 I just didn't know what it was." There's a lot going on. I mean, there's a cool start to it. It is. There's like cool like ideas and beats and stuff. It just doesn't come 
it, it just like I don't know what it was. Like I don't know what I went through. It felt like it literally like this felt like an alpha for an album. Like it felt <laughs> like this was testing like for yeah, an alpha. like it's testing like, is one hundred percent what it is because he he's still working some things out for sure. This is this, not like a this does not feel like a final project. This does not feel final. It does not feel like put together. It just feels so like random and just like so weirdly put together and, and i just don't know what what i listened to by the end of it like i was just like what was this it was supposed to be like a relationship album like what was this about Kinda, yeah because because it, it comes up really late into this album <laughs> if that's what it is yeah so i i just like i just i don't know it just made me very much dislike this album i think the biggest i did problem... like the remix of asap forever more than the original i thought kid cutty sounded good on it yeah he sounded great on it. i thought if it was just a kid cutty song i probably would have liked it more yeah <laughs> but um, but he, yeah. he sounded more natural to me on that beat than than, than ASAP Rocky, to me personally. One hundred percent. I mean, that's kind of a thing where a lot of the features feel like they fit more than he does, mm-hmm. especially like Frank Ocean. Because even though I think Purity is the best song on the album and it's really good, it almost feels like it was made for Frank Ocean. Like it doesn't like ASAP Rocky doesn't sound real, as real quick. Have you have you listened to the, the the Frank Ocean the the second album that he released when Blonde came out? Endless. The, yeah, have you listened to the mm-hmm. disc version yeah. of it? I haven't listened to that until like recently, and I was like, wow, this is really good. It's really good. I didn't I didn't know where to find it. It was like hidden everywhere. It's There's like, like some rips, but yeah, no, but like like a, like there was like an official like version kind of. Is it things. on? What's it on now? Well, it's not on Apple, but there's like a like an official like 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 curated like nice version of oh, it. Oh, okay, now. hell yeah. Like, have you listened to that? No. Oh, so there's like a nice like studio quality version of oh, Endless fuck. Out. Yeah, that you can listen to. Damn. I I'll, 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 I'll hand it to you. It's, yeah, re- for it's sure. really good. But yeah. Um, but yeah. You go check that out too, guys. You can't buy it. Find it on the internet. <laughs> Find it on the internet. Good luck. Um, <laughs> But yeah. but yeah, because of that, I, I have to, like, even their songs I like as a whole album, I think this is, is bad. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a but. experience, it's pretty, it's pretty frustrating for me, because, like, I think the biggest problem is that, like, in terms of ASAP Rocky's entire career, his biggest problem has been this ability to not really get personal. Mm-hmm. I think the most personal he's gotten is, like, the song Suddenly, and even suddenly is just kind of like a rags to riches tale mm-hmm. that's obviously very common in hip hop as a whole. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like if he wanted to be experimental and he wanted to be more open, he should have really went for it. Whereas yeah. this time he just kind of. Or if he wants to go the other end, he can be a push a T type person. Yeah, like, and really commit to your sound. And yeah, just commit to your sound and who you are, and, and just and yeah, more. and just become like get like really clever and be like you know bring a lot of energy right and make sure that you sound good on your beats because right. like Pusha T sounds great on the beats he's on I don't think yeah you know, like they're all yeah. like designed for yeah 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 but yeah that's that's it that's but yeah it. I mean my final rating I didn't hate it as much as you did I mean I'm definitely disappointed with like certain aspects of it but I'm I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it an I I'm gonna give it a solid eye because there is stuff I will go back to. I think yeah. I don't know if I'll ever really listen to it as a whole too many times, Um, but I mean there is stuff I really liked about it, and part of the experimental brought out some really cool things that I think it's really cool to see. But the stuff overall is really bad. Hey, shoutouts Team Aviator! Thank you so much for the follow, man. Much appreciated. Shoutouts to being there for the sixty McNuggets too. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's just a lot of stuff that's. It's honestly really bad, and I wish if you were going to do this testing phase, you would have done it on, like, a mixtape or an EP 
and not you know a full album experience mm-hmm. but i, oh, I well. think asap rocky's had a pretty weak output the last two years i don't i With mean the, the last ASAP, album he had i like i mean the last two years i met asap oh, yeah, mob yeah. oh yeah that yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. like at That's all true. and then this album so he needs to fucking do something to get back and i was really sense. hoping it was gonna be this but no, no it's nope. just weak <laughs> and i i personally have never been a huge fan of asap mm-hmm. rocky i think he gives great guest features but in terms of like albums and stuff i never thought any of them have been super great I don't know. And I think his singles are usually pretty solid, though. He's got some really good singles. I think his singles are really solid, but I, I just, I think in terms of albums, I don't think he's really crafted one that I'm like, wow, this is a really great album. Yeah. So, I think the closest is ASAP Forever, I think was closest to like an album where I was like, oh, this is almost like, like I think kind of put together, but like I didn't really go back to it that much. I don't know. I think he's got, he's got like at least one really solid album. But I think, he, yeah, I think he he's great. I think he's, He's a great rapper. Like I don't. I, I just feel like he's just having a tough time, like solidifying himself right now. Right. Maybe. Deciding what he wants to do. With yeah. It. For sure. But yeah, I think that's pretty much gonna wrap this one up. Um, right. Thanks, everybody. We did it. We got through all the hip hop of the week. Much appreciated. Um, you know what it is. It's the Mondo Cool Podcast. We're doing this every fucking Thursday. Hit us up on SoundCloud, iTunes. It's all Mondo Cool with a motherfucking K. So hit us up. Much love. We out this bitch. Certainly not a post show coming. Don't worry about it. Bye.